The following podcast is going to be an audio version of my TMNT review. So if you've already seen the video, chances are there's not going to be much content in this podcast for you. For those of you out there that would prefer podcast, here we go. What's up guys and welcome back to the Hardy Pinball Podcast, Episode 4, My Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Review. Stern's last title was Stranger Things, and in my opinion, it wasn't fun, and that's just an easy and quick way to say it. The thought, in many ways, laid upon others as well, because you could tell with the secondhand market how it was just full of LEs that obviously it wasn't a well loved game. So you've already got poor sales from a major license and then you add in COVID-19 that steps in and puts Stern's factory to a screeching halt for weeks. That is not good obviously for any manufacturer. So time's going by. Essentially Stern is not bringing in as much money as they could be if they were actually working. So when they bring out their next cornerstone title it needed to be a good one and thankfully it is. Does this game hold up to the hype? Is it a game that you should own? Let's find out as I bring you my first official review. I will be scoring every major component of the makings of this game using a .5 ratio from 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I ran this game during my review process using code version 1.10. The designer for this game is John Borg. It's coded by Dwight Sullivan. Art is done by Jeremy Packer. Sound and music by Jerry Thompson, graphic art by Joshua Clay, and callouts by Mike Kizvat. Let's talk about the most important part of a game, the design. John Bork has brought us a fast and fun and furious layout. With three ramps, outer and inner orbit, spinning pizza disc, and it's what I call the fuck you disc, and I'll talk about that here in a little bit, a hidden shot behind the upper flipper, and a hidden ball lock. The shots took me some time to get down. Hell, I still haven't even got them perfected yet. This game can be a very hard workout for those of you that are into nudging and not good at nudging. You better get good at nudging because that left outlane area is a bitch. I believe everyone that has talked about this game during their time playing it, they believe that there might be a magnet over there because that is where majority of their balls tend to drain due to Borg's design. I mean, that left outlane is so bad that it's actually what draws the score down for design for me. Then you have people that are also having issues with the layer shot because they keep on trying to do a forehand on it, but I have better chances at making that using a backhand. It's in the video, guys. If you haven't seen it, I do show you that it is possible with the backhand. The left ramp directs back to the left flipper, the right ramp directs to the left orbit, and the center ramp directs to the right flipper. And that shot can only be made using the upper flipper with accuracy. It's a tricky shot, honestly, because that ball can go running around that orbit very fast, sometimes too damn fast. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, the game is a little difficult. Something that adds to the difficulty is the spinning fuck you disc. This thing's job is to screw you over and give you a show during the pizza multiball. This disc will divert your ball to where you don't anticipate, and even worse, I've had this thing turbocharge the ball and shoot it straight down the damn middle. Not cool. Borg has brought us a challenging, fast, and entertaining layout, and that just keeps me coming back for one more game. I mean, no kidding, when writing this review, I kept going 
over to my game and just trying to see if I can progress just a little bit further. I mean, what what hurts this layout, like I said earlier, is the left in-lane, out-lane area. I mean, I would include the pizza disc, but that is mainly due to the code, so I'm pretty sure that can be tweaked. I really feel that this game should have had a subway system too. I mean, a manhole that should open up kind of similar to X-Files and that's where you can lock your ball. Maybe that should have been the layer shot, something like that. But um, other than that though, I really enjoyed it. I'm giving the design a nine out of 10. Let's jump right into code. Now, as I said earlier, I was running version 1.10. The game launched with complete code, which really speaks volumes because that is not typical of Stern to do something like that. And I believe it's due to Dwight being so passionate about this title. I mean, I could hear in his voice during the reveal of how excited he was on all the things that he's wanting to do with this game. And it really helped convince me further on making the purchase for this title. I mean, people had their concerns when they heard that Dwight was coding this game because they didn't want it to be another Monsters where the code was too easy and they didn't want it to be another Ghostbusters where the code took years to complete. Well guys, Dwight did not go easy on this code. I can guarantee you that a majority of the owners of this title have not legitimately made it all the way through the final battle. And when I say legitimately, I mean with the glass on and going through on three balls, unless you get an extra ball, legitimately making it all the way through. It has been a very tasking game. Now, the code isn't perfect, but all it should need from now on is just some bugs and some polish. Now, we've been through design. And that's the foundation, but code is the building blocks of what keeps people coming back for more. Without proper code, a game can be a major flop. I mean, Dwight has developed a variety of goals to accomplish. I mean, you have the option to level up your specified turtle by doing training throughout the game. Leveling up your turtle is a good way to gain extra points constantly throughout the game, so I recommend that. Hurry ups, combo shots, and different multi-ball modes and accomplishing episodes during those multi-ball sessions. I mean, some things I have enjoyed about the coding on this game is the light show on certain modes. Like for instance, when you begin the battle with Slash, you have your typical hit this shot, hit that shot. And then you have phase two where he transports you to dimension X and the whole game like turns red. It was a very visually stimulating, you know, effect for me. And I appreciate that it was able to draw me further into the theme. Now, I'm not going to go through every in and out to this code because this would make it a very long podcast and chances are the code will be changed and things will no longer be true. So I'm just going to tell you that there is plenty of code here to chew on, guys. Plenty. But obviously, it's not, like I said, perfect. And there are a couple of things that I do not enjoy. One of those is when the upper flipper is being fed by the orbit and you have this flasher above the left ramp that always, well not always, but it typically starts to flash very brightly to indicate that the ball is coming around. But what that flasher actually does is hinder your ability to see to make that side ramp shot or center ramp rather. I don't know, maybe I'm just sensitive to the flasher. Is my old age kicking in? I don't know, but I kind of wish that that flasher would be tamed down a little bit, or maybe it's like that on purpose just to make the game more difficult. Either way, that's something I don't care for. There's been multiple times where I've had the ball lock area like 
like gets stuck and has like all the balls in there and it's like not releasing them. And I'm okay with mechanical issues every once in a while due to something, but it's when I had to actually intervene and take the glass off to do something about it, it's irritating because it has the built-in ball search mode, which fires all the coils, but the coil that really matters is the one that's keeping the balls locked. It doesn't pulse long enough to allow the balls to roll down. I mean, gravity cannot do its job because the coil quickly goes click-clack up and down, which doesn't give it the ability to release a ball. And then the game just eventually just kind of like just ejects another ball and it's rinse and repeat. And when you get another ball locked in there to where you have no longer any balls in your trop area and the game can't recover until you either reboot the game or go in manually to pull the magnets, get a magnet stick like I did to pull the balls out of there. There's a couple of things, but that's something that can be tweaked in code. I also feel that the one, two, three combo is activated way too often to where it's annoying that it's always going i'm trying to accomplish other goals and then bam i roll down the left end lane oh let's take these turkeys out and like here we go again another one two three combo so i feel like that needs to be nerfed to where it's just not activated as often like it's just not available to be turned on as often just tame it down a little bit but one of the main like pros to this title is obviously the co-op i think that was a major selling point and it's a very good move on stern's part to really try to get co-op put into pinball not everyone likes to play competitively and i think having cooperative methods is a good decision for this time and day that spinning pizza disc has also pissed me off quite a few times because of what it can do to your ball and I feel like that may be activated a little bit too often as well. And so that's a little bit of a, a downer for me. But it's also something that could be tweaked in code. Or I could just play better, I guess. But I'm going to be giving code a 9 out of 10. Now, art. I mean, Jeremy Packer brings it once again with this glorious recreation of Turtles that I grew up watching. I mean, you can tell that Jeremy wanted to do this title justice. I mean... Really, my only complaint about this art is that I wish there was more. <laughs> and I'll go over that when it comes to animations, but, you know, Zombie Yeti, you did great. I've gone over the art, and nothing stands out to where I feel like I should mention any kind of issues. So I'm giving you a solid 10 out of 10. Sound and music. I mean, this game brings us the very nostalgic theme song that we all know by heart, but it is, in fact, a remake, and... And I can honestly barely even tell, but there are those of you out there that can tell and don't care for it. But it's not a big concern to me. I mean, my only negative about the soundtrack is that I felt like some of the boss battle music wasn't as intense as I would prefer it to be. Uh, one that I point out is the Bebop and Rocksteady, the, just the regular fight with them out in the streets. I felt the music was a little too tame. I kind of wish it was a little bit more intense. That's pretty much my only negative, and I would have like been going down even further on the score, but luckily I gave it a fair shot and put the music into Pinball Browser and was able to go through the music and hear it without the mechanical interference of the game, and I was really impressed with the complexities of the orchestration that he put together, Jerry, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to be giving the sound and music 
a 9 out of 10. This brings us to graphic art. Now, okay, from the beginning, when this game was first revealed, I was not a fan of the display, and that still holds true today. There are many hits and misses, but I think mainly my complaint is I just wish that the display looked as good as the cabinet art. That's my major complaint, is that you've got beautiful artwork all over this game inside, and then you look up at the monitor and it's just very subpar. I mean, like right there in the middle to where it's like, eh, it's, it's turtles, it's nothing impressive, nothing really to really brag about. I don't really have much to, to say good about it. It's just okay at best. I mean, my, my major complaint with the animations is April. April does not look good. Even the still image of her on the TV or even the actual animations of her on the TV or on a particular scene. it She just does not look good. It was something that I'm not alone on. A lot of people have noticed this because she looks so great the way Zombie Yeti drew her. And then you look on the display and it's very off-putting to where it's just like, who, what? This does not look good. And I get it that, you know, I spend a majority of my time looking into the play field and playing the game, luckily. But there are times that when I do look up, it's nothing really impressive. And I think what really draws the score down for me is that I don't even care to watch the animations. I, I skip through them because I'm not impressed with them and I would just rather get back to playing the game. And there's other games out there that have animations that I have no problem watching, and that's one of them is Black Knight Sword of Rage. The animations on that were very impressive and really cool to watch. I wasn't skipping past those. Whereas these, they're not going to be winning any kind of awards, and that's just my honest take on that. I'm going to be giving the animations a 5.5 out of 10. And the last section is callouts. Now, callouts is also another sensitive area for me because you can have certain callouts that are played too often and then you get annoyed by hearing them and then the game becomes annoying. So for instance, you know, like shoot the pyramid up the middle, like on Stargate, then you have on Lethal Weapon 3, Joe Pesci's, okay, okay, okay. And then you even have the most recent Stranger Things where you have the sheriff going, okay, whenever you lose your ball. And... I heard that quite often, but certain callouts need to be not as often. And the portion I'm talking about is when you activate the very commonly activated one, two, three combo, there's only like two different phrases I want to say that get said. And I know one of them is, let's take these turkeys out. I feel like this can be fixed two ways. One, you add more you know, variety to that particular call out one, two, three combo, or do like I was saying, Dwight, tame down how often one, two, three combo is activated. Other than that, I really enjoyed my boy Mark Silk's voice on the game. He did great. Uh, I enjoyed April, no complaints on her voice, at least for the game. Then you had Shredder that sounded very close to what he sounded like on the cartoon, but my favorite by all means was Krang. That was even better than what I remember on the cartoon. 
I'm really hoping that when the topper does get revealed, it is something to do with Krang and hopefully they can even add some more call outs where he's insulting you while you play. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm giving call outs a 9.5 out of 10. When you tally all these scores up, you get a grand total of 8.6 for the entire game, guys. And I think Stern did very well on this title. It is being noticed more and more by people out there that this is a very good game to own. It's very fun. It's got that I just want to play one more game quality to it, which I believe is going to be very good for location pins. To just keep throwing that money in there just to see if you can just go a little bit further this time. It can be very difficult. Even when you start getting those shots down, that left out lane is just a major pain. But the game is definitely fun. And I highly recommend a pro. If you get a premium or an LE, I mean, props to you. I salute you. But if you settle for a pro, you're not even really settling. You're still going to get a great game. So good job, Stern. You did good. I'm interested to see where the code goes forward and getting even more curious about what you're going to release next. This is probably, yeah, I think this is your best game since Jurassic Park without a doubt. But I have a feeling that Turtles is going to end up selling better than Jurassic Park. This title is on back order at least until October. Some people are not able to get their pros until October. It's crazy. I'm glad I got my game when I did because I don't know if I would have been able to hold out that long. And I believe that's where we're going to bring this episode to a halt. By all means, if you have not seen my review on YouTube, check it out. It's going to be much more entertaining than listening to this version of it. I wanted to give the audio version to those of you out there that don't care to watch YouTube to see my ugly mug. So (laughs) here's the audio version for your enjoyment. I'll see you later, guys. Peace out.